Welcome, welcome, welcome. 2021 is over and has been for a little bit, and uh, it definitely made a huge mark on us, not only because we were stuck inside, but also because we got some amazing film. And uh, I'm Tyler, your host, as always, except for, I guess, one episode. And Anna, this is a special episode. The last episode uh, that we had a bonus of, it was just Lamar and Matt. Now it's us. Now we get to reign, and it's our Ah. show again, just for this episode. But... Again, 2021 film, I really like this year, and I cannot wait to talk about this. But joining me today is, of course, who I just said, my co-host as always, Anna. Everyone, I'm ready. I'm ready to battle this out. <laughs> Alrighty, and we have some three, um, we have three amazing guests. We have Elora, and who are you? Tell us about yourself. I am Anna's co-host on the Pop Prison Power podcast, which is our normal gig that we record together. Perfect. Alrighty, and Albert. I'm from the uh, the Stuff and Junk Show podcast uh, with my co-hosts uh, Jaming and Ruti. I also do like a blog for movies I watch, as well as a comic strip on whowhatwhereswhy.com. Yeah, Albert is my favorite uh, movie critic. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're my, whoa. You're my favorite movie critic that I re- agree with maybe 60% of the time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 50% maybe, but okay. okay. And, and, uh, and uh, a special awesome guest, uh, Josiah. You haven't, we haven't seen him in a while, but he's here, and I'm so happy. Josiah. Yeah, I've, I've just been sitting in front of my toys waiting for someone to talk to me for months on end. And finally, Tyler's like, hey, why don't you talk to me? So I am Josiah. I am a writer. You can find me talking about writing geek stuff, movies on YouTube at Josiah is right, W-R-I-T-E. I am in the Producers Guild. And it's kind of funny. Today, I got the email from the Producers Guild that is like the day I'm supposed to submit my ballot for what to vote for. So this is important, not just for me to get my picks in, but to get influenced on what I'll actually vote for, for the real awards that I actually get to pick. And it's funny because I I looked at like the other categories. I have seen so little. Like I've watched a lot of movies basically in preparation for this, but every other category, I'm like, I haven't seen any documentaries. I haven't seen any anything else. So like reality TV show, I don't know how to vote for that, but I'm going to be prepped for how to vote for movies. Thanks to this show. Absolutely. I, it's so awesome to hear. What a flex. And uh, already, let's... <laughs> Not what I was going for, but... <laughs> let's get on to ranking. We're going to be ranking today the top five 2021 movies and only the worst movie of 2021. Uh, it's going to be a bloodbath. We are all huge on the, into film. And for our judges today, it's going to be Albert at number five, Elora at number four, myself at number three, Anna at number two, and Josiah, Mr. Producer at number one. And uh, whoever wants to get started, Albert, are you ready to hear our pitches? Go for it. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, you know what? Maybe I'll just go first uh, since I've been talking this whole time. Is that okay? I've had it. <laughs> okay. So this year has been very interesting because there's been a lot of films in a genre that I, I am very privy to that we don't get to see very often. And it was loaded with with these. And uh, you're going to see a lot of this on, on the episode today talking about all this stuff. Can, can, um, I, guess? can I guess already? Sure. <laughs> the genre you're referring to are musicals. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. Um, 
<laughs> I I love Hamilton. I love Lin Manuel Miranda. Uh, and I loved In the Heights. I've never seen it on stage, but I've seen a recording of it, and I've listened to the soundtrack over and over again. John uh, John Chu, right? John Chu did an amazing job making that film. I laugh, I cry. I have watched that movie uh, six times already. Um, I, I I went on a trip and I watched it um, twice on the plane back because I had eight. It was eighteen hour. Uh, I was on the plane for eighteen hours. And I watched it twice, and I also watched Peacemaker and a couple other things. But like, I I absolutely love In the Heights. I think it's uh, a masterpiece. I think it is uh, absolutely one of the best musical films of all time. It's up there with Music Man. Uh, I would say the newest, uh, you know, 2006's Hairspray. Uh, I absolutely love In the Heights, and um, God, what a visually gorgeous film and great music, great just upbeat in the singing. Oh my God! So. That's it. That's that's my shot. That's it's in it's in the heights. In the heights is actually my top fifty on my list. <clears throat> top fifty? Top fifty. Yeah, it's number fifty. Wow. Great yeah, start yeah. there. Top fifty, Tyler. <laughs> Damn. Top fifty. Maybe it's like forty-seven. So yeah, it's like, yeah. I think it's top fifty. Yeah. I don't you're, not think you're not that far off, just like <laughs> Oh my god. Was, was it number five? Like, was it fifty? It was number fifty, wasn't it? No, it was like it was forty six actually. Did you did you watch did, like did I say Batman Long Halloween is above it? Hey, I go with no. what I enjoy. Oh In no. the Heights can be a little problematic though, Tyler. I mean Whoa. I mean I can't say anything about that, but I will say they still I mean still did what they could and it's still amazing and it's still it, it's still upbeat. It makes me happy. And I feel all the things, you know, with the abuela and everything. Like, it's so good. Wait, wait. Which musical are you describing now? Encanto or In the Heights? I'm losing track of which movie it is. All right. So for my number five, um, I actually, I don't know. I was kind of toying with this one. I didn't know if I should be number four or number five, but I'm going to go with it. Uh, So Spencer that um drama biopic uh featuring Kristen Stewart as Princess mm. Diana. Um that one I had very low expectations for because one I didn't know how well Kristen Stewart was going to pull off that accent because she didn't do a good job in Snow White and the Huntsman. But it took I'm her I don't anybody? know. Well, okay, all right. But you know what? She improved. And um, she actually blew me away. It was, uh, it was. I say a drama biopic, but it kind of skirted on the lines of a horror-like film because there were a lot of times where I'm like, oh, I need to like close my eyes during this scene kind of thing. And it's not like it was graphic or anything. It was just very, very dark at some points. And um, I know 2021 already was a dark year, but I thought that horror only encompassing encompassing like three days out of her life i think it did a really good job of giving us an insight of this princess diana because obviously we don't really know her or it's royalty blah blah but yeah. i i was blown away by it i thought the acting was done very well i um i thought the film was gorgeous and uh really felt like i was going through all those emotions with her it's a nice. story with tyler i could i get to say spencer was in my top 150 of life. Damn. Dude, just getting changed here by Albert. God damn it. Oh, man. With each of us, no matter what you say, he's just going to say, oh, your movie was lower on my list. No matter how yeah. it really ranks, 
He's just wow. That was a top five hundred. That was my top five hundred <laughs> movies of last year. Top six hundred and ninety three. Okay, jeez, did, Albert. Did you just go to like every single film festival at every small town? Like he did. He did. Every small town. Come on. No, he did. That's all he did. Record, according to this, I did watch like one hundred and eighty seven movies from last year. So my number five was exactly the same as Anna's. So I'm going to mix it up and throw in a different one <laughs> because, you know, great minds. Uh, so this was it was an action movie. I had my bar set pretty low for it. Albert might know what it is already. <laughs> I think I, I know what it is. We'll see. We'll see. Go on. Uh, the Suicide Squad oh. from James Gunn. It wasn't my I, that was not the one. Yeah. <laughs> it. I'm not normally like I like my superhero movies and I like the last Suicide Squad. It was okay. And so I didn't go in with a high bar for this one, but I, I felt like it was pretty good and like the shocker at the very beginning and they mix up the cast and I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good time. I thought the humor was there. I like having humor in my action movies because I'm not just like a shoot 'em up type of person, <laughs> but yeah, Suicide Squad. But if you are a shoot 'em up type of person, it satisfies that as well. That's the great thing yeah. about that movie. Yeah, it absolutely. still satisfies that, you know, it scratches that itch while also like having substance. And it's funny because I'm glad you mentioned that because that's a movie that I really love. I don't know if it would have made my top five, but I forgot about it when I made this list. And when you said it, I'm like, oh, that was a really, a really interesting, different, like, I don't even, it's more of an action movie than a hero movie than it is a superhero yeah. movie rather. So, yeah. but yeah, I'm glad you, I'm glad that you didn't want to pick the same choice because then we got to talk about another cool movie. So. It, it was on my it was on my list of this, but I, I had to take it off because something else just kind of like really hit it. And I, I think actually it's a movie that Albert is going to be very happy that I'm even mentioning in this episode whatsoever. Uh, and I'm to say that. So and continue anyway. and continue my trend. Uh, the Suicide Squad is in my top twenty of them. Oh, hey, wow. yay! Yeah. 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 No big right. deal. Albert has a, <laughs> Albert finally has a good opinion. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So number number five is definitely the hardest on this list to pick where there's so many movies that could shuffle in and out. And I'm glad we'll have a time to mention some at the end that didn't make it. And it could change for me, too. There's a handful of movies that I haven't seen that I want to see that uh, you guys know you're kind of waiting on me to start. I have kids, so I cannot watch 150 movies in a year anymore. And I used to be that guy. But so I really have to, like, strategize things and. Uh, accommodate that but one of the movies i did watch probably two days ago that really uh hit me uh, uh in a way that i didn't expect it to uh was belfast i mm. love this movie oh, it's such yeah. a beautiful simple story that is really relatable to our day and age we're always at each other for something now we always just want to like throw shade i know this show we do in the fun way but we always want to like just insult someone or 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 sort of make everyone the other. And this movie is, it's why are they the other from a little kid's point of view? And it's just really simple story, beautiful, just very, just me mellow, chill movie in, the, in a world of chaos, essentially. Mm -hmm. And I really, really was surprised by it because I literally knew just the setting of it and Kenneth Branagh and stuff. And there's a, my favorite little Easter egg in there where the little boy buddy is reading a Thor comic it's a little throwback to, you know, his uh, work with uh, the MCU. So uh, I guess this movie's part of the MCU. So that's part of why it should win. So, <laughs> but I was just really surprised by it. And uh, like I said, though, this, this fifth slot, there's a couple of other movies that could have, they're just inches away from being right there. So 
this was so tough to like to put together. Like like almost every year in GGG, I would always do like a like like my top five favorite and top five bottom. Like you know, and that was even before I even came up with the show. And like it would be tough, but this year was probably the toughest since I have you know. the uh, screener copy of it too. Oh, that's so. so cool. This is what it's like for those of you who don't know. If you're in a, if you're in one of the guilds, they send you these on DVD. Now it's gone very heavily towards. Uh, streaming obviously and you get a bazillion email links and 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 especially with COVID, it's like virtual q a's and things like that but it just tells you it's all about marketing in hollywood even on the back end awards are bought too (laughs) because like how could i vote for this movie if i don't see it i'm not gonna go see belfast you know what i mean i have two little kids like okay am i gonna go see you know spider-man or am i gonna go see belfast you know (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) i wish i could see both so we got in the heights you got Spencer, you got the Suicide Squad, and oh yeah, I forget to mention, uh, Belfast is in my top 10 of last year, Josiah's <laughs> got it! <laughs> Belfast I should just leave the show right now, because this is as good as it's going to get. Wait, are you giving it to my Belfast? Drop. I'm giving it to Belfast. Belfast is the winner, my golly. Yeah. Golly gee. I'm sure, a awesome. lot of, been... I'm sure a lot of geeks out there haven't seen Belfast because, you know, it's a black and white movie. It's based in the past. It's, it doesn't have superheroes in it. But. Oh, wait, is that, really is that what geeks really mostly. What? Is that what geeks go after? It's the general audience that doesn't go genre. see that. It's not, it's not a genre film per se. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it, it's a. We it's all a love Young Frankenstein. I, I went into Belfast with low expectations. It's a black and white movie that's set in the past, and it has to do with with politics and conflicts and whatnot. It's from a, a kid's perspective, but damn, this movie won me over so much. Amazing movie. Hey, Laura, you are now the judge. Uh, Albert, you were the judge last time. Would you like to go first? Sure, sure. Uh, my pick is uh, a little-known indie movie that I'm sure a lot of people have not seen, but people should watch it. And I shamelessly plug this movie because it stars Asian-Americans, and it's called The Paper Tigers. Mm. Paper Tigers is my pick, and uh, it kind of throws back to us kids who used to watch kung fu films and whatnot, and and then the uh, the the B movies, the American B movies, trying to capture those kung fu movies and coming out with movies you know that aren't as good, but the, their heart is completely in it, and it's just like a fun, entertaining movie that kind of brought me back to my boyhood, you could say. Call back to the previous conversation, right? But man, that yeah, is a uh, good. That absolutely. is a good pick. Paper <laughs> that's, that's a good pick. And now, if like Elora doesn't pick it, then she, like you know, then that's just problematic, How right there. Dare she? <laughs> oh, first, first of all, did any of you guys watch Paper Tiger? Because it's a very real it. movie. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Yes, it's fantastic. Um, yeah. I actually haven't. I'll admit that one. I yeah, I haven't. Watched uh, yeah, it. I haven't. <laughs> I forgot about it, but yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. So I, I go in this knowing that I'm not going to get my movie picked, but hey, I'm plugging this movie because people should watch it. That's how my number one is going to be because I know for a fact Josiah won't pick it, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm just going to say it anyway with pride. All right. So we actually briefly brought it up in the last round, but it's my number four, uh, Encanto. Dun, dun, hey. dun. We don't talk about it, but we do because, okay, generational generational trauma as the villain, grandma. Yep. Yeah, that, oh man, that movie, I mean, she's I love- She's not the villain, it's just kind of no, like- No, no, she's not the villain, but- yeah. 
She is but she is. Yeah. Yeah, uh, because so, no, it's, it's so sad. Tell my five-year-old she's not the bad guy in that movie. Tell Penny. You know Penny. Tell her that. Yeah. <laughs> Penny's adorable. You can't, you, yeah, you can't prove her wrong. Whatever she says is, is legal. Yeah, you know? she, it, she, she would pick and can't, though. May I continue? Please. Okay. <laughs> Proceed. Um, so here's the thing. That I love Coco. It really, you know, that was like a big thing for me culturally. But then this one tapped in into if you're the black sheep of the family, this is how you're going to be treated. And so it just hit every single string in my heart. And the music was great, and it was a really colorful film. Uh, I'm really sad I actually didn't watch it in theaters, but um, it just really captured everything in in like being that you know in, in a family like that where you're everyone has expectations you don't meet them and a bull is gonna beat the crap out of you figuratively but uh well maybe but you know it's just i think that that could have been higher but there were a little bit there were more movies that you know really blew me away but in kanto i i i was i was blown away by it and um as always, I cry, so I cried during this movie. I mean, it's it's a given, but... I have watched yeah. that movie nine times. I have cried twice. I always cry twice in the movie, every single time. Yeah. Ugly oh, yeah. cry. I, I'm mm-hmm. not lying. Ugly crying. I... Absolute tears on my face. Like, I mean, I just... God. I can, I've only watched it twice, and that's the same thing with Coco, where I can't watch it again. Um, I've only watched Coco, like, three times. But I, I appreciate it. I thought for, like the culture it captured everything in a really great way and you got to see a little bit of that side and the music it it got in my head so number four real quick you reminded my mom when she says like if there's a like a dramatic movie that's sad she's like oh it was a great movie but i can never watch it again yeah no yeah (laughs) (laughs) i can't no never never again Yeah, I'll go next. I, I have more more props here. So this is the screener for Dune. <laughs> and part of this is, I did watch this, but I watched this after the fact because uh, this was the most movie to movie this year. Uh, and Dune was, uh, as a writer, it's one of the most significant and influential books for me as a sci-fi fan. And I was just thrilled to see a movie that lived up to it, even though this is the kind of thing it would be higher on this list if it wasn't half of a movie. And that's like I'm kind of sort of dissing my own choice here. But that's like its biggest flaw that it it's such a big book that they couldn't do it. But the smart thing was doing half the movie. But this uh, was the one movie I, went, I, I saw a couple movies in the theaters this year. But this is the only one I saw on IMAX. And it was just such a great experience to see a movie like that again after, you know, I'd been to movies here or there since COVID, but not that often. Obviously, <laughs> I think what I saw maybe two things other than Dune the prior to, no one movie prior to that since before COVID stuff that was probably when the last Star Wars came out that's been that long and Dune just com- was such an immersive film and plus it had the power of the story the the idea of this this son and the pressure from not the the father but the mother the pressure the mother puts on him to be this thing that he doesn't want to be that he's forced to be under these crazy circumstances and I really love the the play of that relationship and how it was made more central in the movie than it is in the book. Really, uh, Rebecca Ferguson as Lady Jessica is the co-lead in this movie, and she is great in that. And the, her role, it's just, 
I love her. She was great, like so great. The the the, the weight of the world on her shoulders, you know, it's kind of uh, the Encanto, the Luisa, that song, like it could fit this character from Dune as well. And so that is my choice for number, was this four? Number four, so. Oh, that's too so. low. That's too low. It's just, it's just, it's just tough. No, no, no we, we're, we're going to throw it down. It's okay. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> Much as I love the visuals for Dune, the scale of it all, the immersiveness, as, as you mentioned, too much sand. Too, too much sense. Oh my god, Albert. We're going to throw it down too. You know what? You know we what? went from Fast and Belfast to like, you don't like the sand in Dune? What? The, the, the jokes wow. in the movie were, the jokes in the movie were too dry. That's, that's, uh, but anyway, so. And probably like, to make it grittier looking. Like that's yeah. <laughs> their achievement in visual effects. How can we make this movie look grittier? Ah. <laughs> you guys, oh um, man. Okay, so uh, I honestly, so after every year, like I, I always go through a list and stuff like that. And action movies never make my top five, like almost never, except for one year where there was an action movie that made it my number one, uh, which was Mad Max Fury Road. And I absolutely think that that movie, like I really wanted that movie to win Best Picture just yeah. because I, I just love that film. Um, this movie, uh, as much as I love the movies that this is kind of, I guess, quasi in the universe of, I absolutely love that trilogy and I love this movie. And this is a little, little movie that I didn't think would live up to it, but, um, man, uh, Bob Odenkirk is unbelievable. I thoroughly enjoyed nobody. I thought nobody was unbelievable. I thought it was, it had actual, like really amazing emotion. It had a great, like, like world building, uh, every single character as corny and crazy as they were like the John Wick series. Um, it still felt like really relatable, even though it was really, I mean, kind of cartoony. I really love that film. And I think there's a lot of art into it and a lot of heart to it too. I actually think it's just extremely well-made movie where you really care about all the characters, including like, you know, the wife of the kid and the dad, the you know, everybody at work and stuff like that. The action is unbelievable. I just think it was like a total package for people, for critics, for critics and movie buffs, and even the general audience. I think it was just a movie for everybody. And I, and also Bob Odenkirk being that old and did a lot of the, a lot more of the stunts than people actually like, you know, realize he did a ton of those stunts and he had a heart attack, like right after making it, like, which is insane too. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that the movie caused a heart attack, of course, but I'm just saying like, obviously, you know, he is older, maybe not being the best of shape. He still went out and kicked ass and made that movie. This movie is so good. It will give you a heart attack. That's what you're saying. <laughs> it's the passion of the christ too is what it is it's nobody oh uh, <laughs> this episode is not endorsed by the american heart association not a, not at all and this episode have... will give you a heart attack absolutely <laughs> and, and tyler you actually stole my next pick yeah oh. nobody's fantastic i um i absolutely well you can always say it again if it doesn't win but all right elora you have heard do you need the list again or do you have it uh, I've got it. Okay. So I think my pick for this round is probably going to be nobody because all of the other films that were mentioned, I think deserve to be higher on the list. Oh, wow. oh I like that. <laughs> Wait, are we picking it as it ranks? Oh, number four. I was I just thought it was the best among those choices. Well, I see how it is. I, but my movie's too good to win. 
That's what you're yeah, saying. Right? Too good to that's, win the fourth spot. That's a little cray cray, but <laughs> oh we, man, we, we have that argument like every episode. I, I feel like that's a win. I feel like that's a win for me too because I was gonna pick up later on. So yeah, yeah. Good think, yeah, it's like a win for everybody, right? I guess. Yep. Oh or, my god, I am. I'm so happy. I can't believe I got a win. I'm not going to lie. I expected to get nothing out of this episode. Maybe the well, worst. I actually did really win for Tyler because did she just say that your movie's not as good as our other movies, though? But no, That's no, no. Not- I, this is still a game show, and I just want to win. <laughs> I guess no, you got a point. I, I, I love nobody, but like, I, I have, there are, to me, there are three movies that are absolutely better than, than it. like, I think four is like the perfect spot for nobody, which is why I put it there. But yeah. Okay. Number three, I will be the judge. Elora, you were the judge last time. Would you like to go first? Sure. Right. Uh, so the movie I picked for the third place, I don't know if anybody else on this has seen it. Um, but Albert with his 180 a, movies. Albert. <laughs> Albert's probably seen it. I'm a big anime fan. So there were a couple anime movies that came out this year. And my third place pick was the My Hero Academia World oh, Heroes wow. Mission movie. There's a reason why that's in number three. But I really enjoyed the movie. I mean, most most anime movies are like one shot, non-canon. Like they kind of have been off to the side. So, of course, it's going to be a little over the top. Their lives are in danger the whole nine. But the the character that they introduced in the movie, Roddy, was really cool. He fit in and he, like, had really good chemistry with the main characters. And so I just, I really enjoyed it. I normally don't enjoy, like, one-shot anime movies, but this one was pretty fun. So I enjoyed it. Absolutely. And it's canon, which I think is, like, what you were saying, they go off on it. Like, that's that's so awesome. I, uh, good pick. Good, good pick. Thanks. <laughs> we have a whole review on that on the GGG channel, by the way, from Shukai. Um, alrighty, little plug. Alrighty, who would like to go next? I'll go next. Going okay. with the trend of animated movies, I'm going to choose The Mitchells versus The Machine. <gasps> that is one fun movie. Visually amazing. Uh, the, the comedy is fantastic. It's got wacky humor, the pop culture references, the reverence, the running jokes. Like how the intercut between scenes and all that stuff. It's just a fantastic, fun movie. People, you gotta watch it. The Mitchells versus the Machines. Oh, this is these are you guys are killing me. Okay. Alrighty. And uh Josiah. I'll, I'll go next because that, go next. that's a that what's that? You should go next. Okay. Well each I should because that's a Netflix movie. And my next one is also a Netflix film. And even Netflix sends you physical copies of things and it is tick tick boom. So I am not generally a musical fan. I really, I really, I don't have it against it, but it's just, a, it's not my genre. Uh, kind of like anime, like I don't watch as much. So, but this musical, and it's a good, great year for musicals. I guess I watch Disney musicals because uh, of the kids, but this movie just surprised me. Lin-Manuel Miranda as a director was so brilliant, such an amazing, and I like, I watched the, you know, the recorded version of Hamilton and I didn't love it like i guess if i saw it in person it might be different but i I wanted to love it and then and i thought oh okay when i saw this i thought like i can see what he can do when he's outside of the limitations of the space of the stage and it really really blew me away plus just the story of jonathan larson which i only knew the part where like the, the the guy how he passed away and stuff and how rent happened i had no idea the story before it and Andrew Garfield, what a year. Not even in this movie. Um, 
I want him to win. He, he may or may not be in a Spider-Man movie. I don't know. Um, also, uh, the, the eyes of Tammy Faye. If you've seen that movie, I he's love. Amazing. I really like that movie. And, and uh, Jessica Chastain. They're both so good in that movie. So transformative. They're just gone. Yeah, it's just not, like it's, just... it's not them anymore. It's yep. the character they're portraying. But and Andrew Garfield the same in this. Like, so Lin Manuel Miranda approached him to do this movie, and he's like, "Well, can you sing?" And he's like, "Well, when are you shooting?" It's like, "Oh, in a year." He's like, "Yeah, I can learn how to sing." Yeah, and he's so good, and it's just he's such a uh, he, he's Andrew Garfield is just a really fantastic actor. But with the characters this year, he just immerses himself absolutely. Plus the combination of just the music itself, which is really good, the way the musical numbers are executed, the sort of the the real world setting to it, I guess, which is maybe what appeals to me is less of a musical fan and a fan of life. And it, it's that sort of fantasy that's it's already always existed in my head, and I feel, feel like it's actualized in a film. And I can't say enough about it. it, it this is like I, I would say this for my top three. They could shuffle from one to three easily for me. Uh, it was so hard to pick, and I just kind of picked based on my gut. But this one falls at three, but it's still as loved, almost as loved as number one. Definitely as loved as number two. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anna. <laughs> oh, I am coming in hot with a weird one. Uh, <laughs> you know me. Um, so it's a little French film. <clears throat> if you like cars, if you are a car lover and you know cars equals family. Um, you did not just make a Fast and the Furious reference. I did. Okay, so I watched this film called Titan. And... That movie was a roller coaster. It was insane. And then it turned out to be a sweet film about finding family. Uh, it's the craziest shit I watched in 2021. Yeah, that movie was insane. And at some point or another, I'm like, why am I watching this? I should walk out. But I didn't. I sucked through it. And I, I don't know. It was really, really damn good. I just kind of became a little obsessed with it. But yeah, uh, Titan. Oh, it's from the director of Raw, too. Yes! Okay, okay. Man, that I, movie's already crazy enough, too. So just... Yeah. Raw is an amazing movie as well. Man, yeah. I, yeah. I, I wish I saw this. Okay, I've heard you guys, it's and this is, this, is, this, is, this is tough. I really hate all this. I really do. Um, okay, so I'm going to go one by one. Um, I, I'm so sorry. I wish I could pick Titan, but I don't... I, Raw was fantastic, but I, I can't pick something that I don't know okay. anything about. It does look legit. I like the poster. Uh, I really love the director. I'm so glad that she's still making movies. Uh, it's very important and awesome. Um... I'm not going to pick My Hero Academia as much as I do love My Hero Academia and everything like that. And I think that, I mean, one thing also, that that shattered records too, especially for, you know, yeah. anime, uh, for anime scene and everything. So um, I'm very happy with that, with that movie and what it did and what that franchise is doing. And I've been saying this for years. I think My Hero Academia is everything that Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, and um, Bleach wanted to be. Oh, um, completely agree. And so... Um, down to Mitchell's versus the machines and tick tick boom. I'm gonna give it to Mitchell's versus the machines. Um, I'm shocked. I absolutely that? love that movie. And I Netflix wins though, no matter what. Yeah, right. Uh, and uh, Tyler, I you're have... such a hater. And we are gonna go on to number two, where our judge is Anna. I did not go last round. I will go first. Um, we said this movie mm. already. Josiah said this movie already. This is, I think, the greatest book to film adaptation of all time. Um, 
Dune is unbelievable. It is a triumph. It is unbelievably gorgeous. Um, it is a movie uh, with so much emotion and like amazing pacing because it's like it's slow but not very slow. It's not like the American, you know, like that movie of the Ameri- the American. Uh, it was George Clooney, I think. It's like so yeah, slow. George Clooney. Great movie. <laughs> Great film. Just holy crap, so slow. But um. <laughs> But like Dune, Dune is is fantastic. It's it's captivating. The casting is amazing in it. I mean, Dave Bautista's Dave Bautista just like, <laughs> like him and Blade Runner and then that movie and like I mean he just like I'm just like my God this guy is awesome. Um, but um, God what a what an amazing cast. Like how do you outcast Dune? Jason Momoa. I mean uh, Oscar Isaac. Uh, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, I, I love uh, I love Rebecca Ferguson. She's been one of my favorites for a very long time um zendaya like holy crap and there's then the list goes on you know you have you have jonah hex in that movie too I'm wait how, she's do you, Zen- how do you how do you say jason momoa before oscar isaac how dare you dare you i agree how dare you if you're both standing in the room if you're both in the same room with you you say jason momoa first oh, no, yes oh, no. but uh, i'm, I'm also i'm not i'm not gonna lie i forgot i forgot oscar isaac's name because i almost called him jason isaac's I was like, I was trying Tyler. to, I was trying to configure it before I said it. But uh, yeah, I think Dune is unbelievable, and I that is my pick for the second best movie of uh, right. of this last year. It's a triumph. It is an right. absolute triumph. Uh, I'm gonna go next, just to completely flip the narrative with kind of movies we're choosing here. Uh, I'm choosing a movie that I don't think is gonna win, but I'm once again plugging it because people should watch. Barb and Star goes to Vista Del Mar. <laughs> that is one fun movie. It's, one, it's like one of my favorite movies of all of, of last year. I feel another movie topped it a little bit. But 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 uh, that is almost like a throwback to the comedies I loved back in the 70s and 80s without completely being a 70s and 80s type of comedy. And the randomness of it all is, is fantastic. And, and there's a musical so number in it. The comedy Two is musical numbers in it. That's right. That's right. Although I, I don't consider it a musical because I no. mean, Tick Tick Boom is still my favorite movie uh, musical of last year. Richard Cheese is in it. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, it, it, it's fantastic. And 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 what uh, Jamie Dornan? Gotta give credit to Jamie Dornan for his role in this movie. Uh, you gotta see it. Barbara Star goes to visit Lamar. I believe it's on Hulu. So you check it out, please. I'll I'll write on Albert's coattails here because I picked a movie. I don't think it'll win, but I picked it because I felt like it was really fun. Um, Mortal Kombat. I went into this again with really low bar. I knocked stuff off my shelf. (laughs) So shocked I was. I'm sorry. (laughs) I grew up watching the old movies. They are terrible. This one, I went into it not expecting a lot. And it was it was just fun for me. It was just fun to watch. My husband is not into video games, not into movies. He sat there. He watched the entire thing, which is a feat in itself. And just they had the callbacks to the game, which I thought were they were placed better than they were in the old movies. So it kind of made it fun. The whole Kano wins bit. I love that part. But yeah, so my my pick for number two, just for the fun factor, was Mortal Kombat. Elora, I think you are a lovely person. I'm so happy to meet you. I think you need to know that one of the biggest things I geek about is Mortal Kombat, and that movie was an abomination. <laughs> that movie destroyed 
they they've been trying to rebuild the story and everything since 2009 with Mortal Kombat 9 and that movie was like what's all this? Oh, this is stupid. We're just going to make things up. And like, oh man, I was like <laughs> I was like Melina Katana, no, well, just one of them. What's happening? And then like, oh man. Oh, you're a so lovely just person. Just knowing basics about the games, it was it filled all of that for me. <laughs> I will argue this. Uh, even if you didn't know the game and the plot doesn't really matter or whatever, at least give me some good fight scenes. There were no fight scenes in this Mortal Kombat movie. I think that's one of my least favorite movies of all time. Like, like, <laughs> wow. um, like Josiah and I have talked about Mortal Kombat, um, the, the original one, and I don't like the original two movies, but this movie was like, for me, was like, I mean, it, it literally just like took a dump on all the lore and i was just like like literally it was just like i'm just gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna take a dump on it light it on fire and then take a dump on it again and just take in just in in on repeat and i was just like like it it started out awesome with the scorpion stuff i was like oh this is great and then man (laughs) but again you're a lovely person i'm so happy to meet you now (laughs) i know i'm so sorry but again not if even just knew, trash. Not even just trash. Not even just if trash. You, if he, you knew he, how he pooped, he pooped on it and lit it on fire, and he pooped on it twice. Oh, and you know, and, and you know what's strange is like I have so much Mortal Kombat stuff in my in my apartment, and like none of it is like really back here. I have like I have like this huge two hundred dollar scorpion uh, uh, <laughs> sculpture and like bookends, like customized bookends and stuff, and like I like legitimately have nothing really. Over here, that's Mortal Kombat, which is very strange for me. But anyway, doesn't matter. Well, I'll go and I'll uh, pick a movie that is just as dark, but substantially better. And that is uh, Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley. Oh, Nightmare Alley, I love, love, love this movie. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's, my favorite film of his is going back to um, The Devil's Backbone. Love that movie. It had a huge influence on me when I first saw it forever ago. And for me, anything he's made since then, his it's like, can you live up to that? Pan's Labyrinth was pretty close, and and I enjoyed Hellboy uh, and Hellboy Two for what they were. But even um, The Shape of Water, I liked a lot, but I didn't think it met that level. And this is the first movie for me as a fan of that film that reached that level. And it's just great because it's not like um, any kind of fantasy. It's just it's it's real and and unbelievably dark and the worst aspects of people. Uh, just laid bare in a film and just uh, it has the there's just the beauty of the setting and the time period and the weirdness of it and i just was super impressed by what it was and 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 again like i said every movie for me for from him it's been can it meet the expectations of how that first one that that i saw not his first film i believe his first film was chronos but how that made me feel how i like what i felt and this was right there with that and pan's labyrinth so i just really and bradley cooper unbelievably amazing the whole course of the character turn and i was just watching a thing about how an uh, interview with him when he was talking about it and he he was like a last minute replacement for uh leonardo dicaprio oh and wow. so and he was like his take was whoa I'm, I'm replacing the guy that he's like he put it this way you know the people who never hire me to make movies want me to make this movie and so he was putting all this pressure on himself to really be great 
for that reason. And it was just really cool to hear that. I was like just a couple of days ago and I was driving my daughter back from school. I'm sure she enjoyed listening to Bradley Cooper talk about Nightmare Alley on the ride back from school being a five-year-old, but you know, I did. So, yeah. um, but it was just beautifully executed movie on every level just came together really well. And Guillermo del Toro's probably second best at worst, third best movie in my opinion. Wow. Again, going to add Kate Blanchett, MVP. Tyler, I hate you so much. I know. I just, I'm just gonna all time. Uh, yeah, we do this every single time, and now it's like I'm stuck because if I don't choose this movie, it might not be on the list, and it needs to be on the list. And I hate you so much, Tyler. Oh, I thank hate you. Hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't. I am so mad because those are all great choices. And now I don't. I Tyler, we're gonna throw it down. Um, this is so hard. I why? You know I've picked your stuff in the past. But no, but why? Why did you do this to me? Because now I, if I don't do this, because this is the second best movie of last year. That's no, why. no, it isn't. That's the thing. I don't stand by my it choice. Is. But it is. It really Shut is, up, though. Albert, Albert, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm so mad at you guys. Oscar um, Isaac. Shut up. Give, you're not giving it to me. You're giving it to Oscar Isaac. <sighs> but he deserves number one. Uh, I, yeah, I'm I'm torn. But if I don't do this, it might not be on the list. It and won't be on the list. Shut up. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Albert, go back and watch Ozark. Um, Ozark? <laughs> what a random pull. No, is that even around anymore? No, that's a throwback to a conversation. Oh, oh, it's an inside joke. This is perfect on a podcast. Uh, Uh, So perfect. (laughs) All right, Tyler, I say this. If you're a fan of inside jokes you're not part of, hit that thumbs up button right now. Yeah. Yeah, Don't forget to subscribe. Listen to to Albert's show and you'll get it. So there you go. Plug Mm, for Albert's show. There it is. The Stuff and Junk show. Exactly. Uh, okay, so I say this, and Tyler, I will never forgive you for this, but You're I'm going to choose uh, Dune. Thank you. That's number two. I hate you so much. And that brings us to the best movie of 2021. Send in, send in the, the, the actors, the, the cameos. I'm just kidding. But, um, yeah, we're here to now say what the number one movie of last year was with the judge of Josiah. Anna, you were judged last. You get to go first. I don't have a number one, so I need to think about it. Because <laughs> okay. my, number, my number one is number two now. Um, um. but. Um, I guess we'll just bump up my number two to number one. Um, so my number one movie of the year is Shang Chi, and oh uh, yes, just uh, that soundtrack was amazing. I, I love the movie. fighting scenes. Um, I even got my dad to watch it, and he's not big into superhero films, and he like stuck by and watch the whole movie with us even when I got to the fantasy stuff he he was into it, so I think that it um. Yeah, it was a good film. It's my favorite MCU film. I know. Okay, so my number one pick is another anime movie. And the reason I'm picking it for number one is because it had <laughs> a lot of emotional damage for me, personally. <laughs> the movie oh. was uh, Demon Slayer Mugen Train. Oh my um, god. Yeah. 
I've still not emotionally recovered from this movie. Um, but they did a really good job of fitting an entire story arc into a yep. movie. They compressed it. They did it really, they didn't, it didn't feel like pieces of it were missing. Yep. Um, and the show, I mean, the show is beautiful as it is, but seeing that on the big screen and the animation and like the water when they, oh. he uses the sword techniques, the breathing techniques, the, the water on the big screen was just amazing and beautiful. So it was visually it beautiful. so amazingly. Oh my God. <laughs> and just like I said, lots of emotional damage. There's, there's a, the very end of it. I don't want to spoil it if people haven't seen it, but, um, there's a, a death that hits very, very hard towards the end of it. And it sets you up for the next season, which is great too. So that's my choice for number one. Absolutely. All right, yeah, Albert, do you, do you really is, want to go last? Oh. There is that one character that I, I don't want to mention because it might be a spoiler for the movie, for Demon Slayer. Uh, but I want this to sound the wrong way, but I think everyone who's going to see that movie has seen that movie. It's the hunch. true. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's that kind wrong. of movie. I'm not. I'm not. I don't mean that. But you know what I'm saying there. It's yeah. that kind of movie. There is that one character. But yeah, I'm not gonna go to sports. But there, there is that one character that is introduced in this movie that if you watch the TV series, don't know anything about. But yeah, yeah by the end of the movie, you want everything to do like, no, this guy, this guy, You're so is the emotionally best. attached. Yeah, totally, they did it really well. Yeah, just they did it movie. really well. Yep, absolutely. <sighs> Great pick. Although, oh is my this God. technically a 2020 movie because it was released in 2020 in Japan? Oh, Albert. Oh, does it count? In? Mm, I'm just saying. Technicalities. I'm just saying. Technicalities. Albert. I'll allow it. <laughs> Josiah. This movie means so much to me. I have not. St- yeah, I'm I, not going to pick your movie, Tyler. So just that's stop. Fine. I'm just, uh, I'm that's just totally fine. That's totally fine. That's totally fine. A great callback. Great callback. Thank you. But <laughs> I have uh, watched this movie, I would say now 12 times now. I absolutely love this movie. I, I uh, uh, with one of my favorite actors in it, and I've listened to the soundtrack on absolute repeat over and over and over and over and over again. And it's so funny because I'm not even a Rent fan. Uh, Tick, Tick, Boom was my absolute favorite movie of last year. Uh, first time director, uh, unbelievable. Having also, I don't know if you guys know this, if you guys know a lot about Broadway, the diner scene had un- had some of the most big heavy hitters of Broadway with Bernadette Peters. Like, uh, I mean, everybody is, is in, is, is un- unbelievable. The, the fact that he can get all these Broadway superstars in to sing this song and background characters in the song. But not only that, the performances are absolutely mind blowing. I uh, forgot his name. Who plays uh, Michael? Uh, uh, Robin Robin De Jesus is unbelievable. Vanessa Hudgens is fantastic. Like I said before, Bradley Whitford as Stephen Sondheim. Like that makes me cry. Watching him in it, and especially now that Stephen Sondheim is no longer with us, makes me cry every single time I watch this movie. Richard Kind as Walter Bloom is unbelievably hilarious. It is a funny film. It's a sad film. It's a happy film. It's just. It's a, it's a really intense film because it's somebody putting everything in his life and ruining basic or like straining people around and hurting himself and hurting those around him just for this one project that may or may not you know you know happen. It's it's just one of those movies that's unbelievable. And Lin Manuel Miranda needs to be stopped. The man is way too talented. He he needs. It's not fair if he can just leave just one thing to everybody else. That'd be that would be fantastic. But no, he's a selfish piece of crap i'm just kidding he's unbelievable uh 
ah, oh, tick, tick, boom. It was just too low on the list. That's why I didn't pick it. I was like, I really think it should be number one. I really, really do. A small film with a big punch and a loud voice. And that's yeah. my that's my pitch. Probably my favorite musical of last year as well. It's an amazing movie. Now, the reason why I wanted to go last, uh, Anna, brace yourself. Because <laughs> I'm choosing oh Spider Man. Spider Man, oh no way home. Spider Man, no way home. Okay, I, I know a lot of critics, they, they love the movie, but they're not going to like give it best picture or whatever. But I, I think it's about time we once again recognize the fact that genre movies, superhero movies, can be a movie for everybody and it should be celebrated for that. And Spider Man, no way home. What it achieves by putting in two decades of Spider Man into into this one movie and all the lore that goes to it, and finally, finally doing like the Uncle Ben storyline differently, but yep. really well. Spider Man No Way Home uh, deserves all the recognition it gets. I very much like that movie. There's just way too many plot holes. Like for sure, me, it sure. breaks it for me. Like I, I, I agree, but that's where I would say I think Shang Chi should be nominated. I think Shang Chi is a f- unbelievable film, uh, and flawless. Like I, I, I don't want to compare the two too much uh, between Spider Man and Shang Chi because Shang Chi is a fantastic movie. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I think my background watching martial arts movie, it's good, but it's like not one of those great martial arts films kind of thing. I'm, I'm gonna do a Spider Man spoiler. I'm going to do a spoiler warning at the beginning of the episode, but I will say this. Um, I have watched, I don't even know if I, I'm going to say it. I don't care. Like what's going to happen to me. Um, I have watched Spider-Man No Way Home uh, six times. One one time in theater, uh, five times on TikTok because people stream it constantly. And um, I always cry every single time. Andrew Garfield, like the movie is great. I really have a lot of fun with it, but honestly, the best scene in the movie is Andrew Garfield saving uh, MJ. And that's, that I, uh, I, my wife, it was just like, what's wrong? I'm just like, I, you don't understand. I, I'm that, 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 that is the most ugly cry of all last year was, 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 uh, was Garfield, uh, saving MJ. Uh, that was, that hit me so hard. Uh, again, he's my favorite Spider-Man. Um, and I really, I will also say this. I know everybody else likes the moment. I hate the I love you moment. Like, I love the fact that it was impromptu. I, I really hate that they didn't say it. It really bugged me in that movie. I think that's another reason why I kind of put took some points off of it. Um, I would like to say that. Said, Thank you. <laughs> I, I also like to say I hated that, it. <laughs> I, also, I also like to say that, that the one scene that involves Tagalog is nowhere influential to why it was number one. <laughs> Although that was a pretty big, big deal, that, that was, was awesome. a big deal. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a big deal. As a Filipino American watching that scene, there wasn't even any subtitles, and I was the yeah. only one in the theater that was laughing at, at what was going on. It's a, a very unique experience for me. So that's awesome. Fantastic. Good job, Spider Man. It's amazing. We have Demon Slayer, which again, unfortunately, I haven't seen, so it just by default. And I, but I'll say your pitch made me interested to see it. Um, and I'm not as like again anime is anime and musicals. I'm not like against them. I just they grab me less. So yeah. I but I'm interested now. I'll say that. So points for that. Um, Chung Chi. I I loved it. Loved it a lot. But I I can't pick it because of what I have to go and I have to go with my heart, which I'll get to in a second. And uh, and I think Chung Chi was was maybe the most like two, two or three most important superhero movies 
maybe ever just because of the progress in it and seeing that kind of character and the different side of culture. You, I'm, My wife is a, a Vietnamese, so my kids are mixed kids. So it's important for me to, that for my wife and for them to get to see people doing things like that, that look more like them than me. We've seen me doing these things for, you know, a long time. Um, so I really, really, really appreciate it. And it was one of those movies that was right on that bubble of my list. You know, it was like right there at that like six, six, seven slot and could easily slide in the five, depending on my mood. Um, Tick, Tick, Boom, obviously, I've expressed my love for that movie. The best musical in many, many years uh, that just surprised me. I just I, I wanted to see it because, oh, Andrew Garfield's kind of doing some good things right now. He's always been good and even been great, I should say. But seeing seeing uh, the Spider-Man movie and like. You know, I'm like, oh, I'll watch this musical thing he does now. Really, that's why I watched it, which oh, is wow. why I have to pick what was also my number one movie, Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh. It was it's it's I'm not it doesn't even matter that it's an imperfect now. movie. It's the most like yeah. emotional for for me. You know, I'm picking this one, not you guys. So yeah. screw you guys. But <laughs> it, there was no movie that emotionally hit me more. Spider-Man is my favorite fictional character I have. Oh. I just knocked down like five action figures, but this is like my all-time favorite toy. I have a lot of different versions of this guy, but this is like the the, the most iconic one. And yeah, you know, I have I could get three different Spider-Men if you guys want, but it you know jokes of toys aside, this Spider-Man is my favorite fictional character. Mm. The movie. Like I, I didn't dislike the Andrew Garfield movies, but I did a video on it on my channel and I talked about it a little bit more at length. But I felt that it was just like an emotional miss somehow. There was like a disconnect. It was like there was just something missing. And this movie, with Andrew Garfield in particular, redeemed those movies that I didn't know. This is what I said on my channel. I didn't know those movies needed to be redeemed. Yeah. And like Tyler said, the moment when he saves MJ, that alone made this the best movie of the year the the moment with um you know we're all we're in the spoiler mode so no worries yeah. here right uh are when you, when it may becomes the uncle ben and i'm like oh my god i just watched a trilogy that's his origin story and it blew my mind it like at that moment yep. i realized this is three movies that's telling his origin because i was like why don't we see spider-man's origins we don't need to see him get bit by the spider we saw him become who he is because spider-man is yes. peter parker and this movie, it could have a million plot holes. It got one thing with three different characters and three different actors that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. And all three executed on that. And it came together in that way perfectly, perfectly executed in that regard. And, you know, if, if there's a plot hole, I say, yeah, multiverse, that's why, you know? Awesome. That's our list. That's our top five, you guys. Belfast at number five. Nobody at number four. The Mitchells versus the Machines at number three. Dune at number two. Spider-Man at number one. And uh, we had some picks. We, got, we we all were judges and didn't get to say a pick. So we have an honorable mention that would be one of the ones that we didn't get to say or something else that... Uh, you know, that deserves to be said. My honorable mentions, uh, I talked about Encanto a lot. Encanto is absolutely uh, my... That, but... I have to do another one. I'm so sorry. I have to because I'm really terrible. But this was written before, and this was also talking about earlier, Albert. Barb and Star goes to uh, Vista Del Mar was my other honorable mention. Uh, that was actually my first honorable mention, but I wanted to uh, to milk it. 
I love that movie. The how self aware that movie is. It was yeah. fresh. It was a fresh comedy. Love that movie. I cannot wait to see it again. People uh, go in blind, not knowing what the movie's about. Please yep. do, because the surprise in the movie is fantastic. I love that. The first five seconds, I was like, "What?" Or not in five seconds, but like the first, here, the first right? ten minutes, I was like, "I was <laughs> like, did I sit? Uh, like, did I did I mess something? Did I click something? Like, did I change the movie somehow?" Oh, it's great. It's awesome. Anyways, all right. Who like to go next? Who for their honorable mention? I'll go next. Um, but the, all my top eight movies of last year has actually been mentioned, but there is one that has not, which is Coda. Coda, which is available on Apple TV Plus. It's a pretty relatively standard drama, family drama kind of thing, except for the fact that the majority of the family are 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 deaf people, you know. So and and it's some people say it's a little melodramatic. It's a little too uh, simple in terms of its family drama esque of it all, but I really enjoy it as a coming of age a movie with the with the main lead uh, going through this this situation where she has to choose, kind of like the tick tick boom, she has to choose her family or her passion, right? And it's like like tick tick boom, she she's choosing her passion, but acknowledging her family the importance of her family as well. So uh, Coda, I don't know if any, everybody's seen it, but but yeah, it's a fantastic movie. People should check it out. Nice. All right. Anna, just, 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 can I throw two out just real quick? Yeah, I'm not gonna, absolutely. So, cause there's a couple that could be in there, but two that jumped out cause I'm just looking at my list here. Uh, just being the Ricardos, yeah. I was really surprised mm-hmm. by that. Nicole Kidman, great. Javier Bardem, great year for him. He's great in this. Uh, oh yeah. Really, again, another movie I was like, eh, I don't care about. I love Lucy. I, I but I do now <laughs> having seen that. And then the other one, which, is the slowest burn, but really can is powerful and in a way that I didn't expect. Kind of similar to Nightmare Alley and sort of the tone of it, uh, the power of the dog. Uh, oh yeah, which go. is like really a movie that as I'm watching it, I'm kind of like it's almost like you're borderline bored by it. But then when it comes around to it, you're like, oh, kind of thing at the end. So I think that was one that really uh, those two were. That, you know, maybe if I watched them again on a repeat viewing, it'd like inch them up a little bit, but they're right on that bubble. And Shang-Chi would be another one that was already mentioned. So. Mine is really quick. Um, and I'm I'm only bringing it up because they did a really good job of making me want to watch the show again. Uh, Many Saints of Newark. I didn't uh... care for the movie. It was okay. Like it wasn't spectacular, but we had just finished watching Sopranos. And then we watched the movie and it made me want to restart the series all over again. So they did a really good job in that respect. So bada that's bing, my bada boom. Yeah. <laughs> that's my one. So would that's you say awesome. people should go ahead and just watch the movie and then watch the TV series for people who have never seen the Sopranos? I feel like it would have more of an emotional impact if you've watched the series. Mm. You could you could watch it without watching the series, for sure, but I think you you get it if you watch the show first. If that Absolutely. makes sense. Awesome. And Anna. Come, uh, <laughs> well, I have two. One of them is Cruella. Um, that was last year? Yeah. That was this year? Yeah. Right, Albert? Right? Yeah, was it? Was okay. Yeah, because that's part of wow. the, you know, the suit against Disney, right? She was... Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, Her my gosh. and uh, okay. Scarlett Johansson. 
Um, I loved Emma Stone in it, and they had a chihuahua in there, so automatic win for me. Um, and then coming in hot with my second weird movie that I watched was Lamb. About oh, yeah. a yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Raising a, a half one. half yeah. it, half lamb, half human baby. That's uh, fun. No, it's all about family. <laughs> That's well, it. Well, well, yeah. I don't want to say too much about the movie. I don't. I, I, know, can't, I know a no. lot of people haven't seen oh, it. I love her. I, uh, I've not seen it. Check it out. Yeah, no, I can't. Though. I can't say too much about it. So uh, it's just a weird movie. That's it about family. Okay. Where hi. the hell did you watch that? <laughs> Where the hell did I watch that at the theaters? I thought it was at the theaters. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. Those are all honorable mentions. And now we're going to go down to the last part of the episode, you guys. Thank you so much for being here uh, th- this far. Uh, the worst movie of of the entire film. Over the, sorry, the worst movie of the entire year of 2021. Uh, um, Albert is our judge, and he also gets a pick, and he can be selfish. Josiah, you got, you were the judge last. What was the worst movie of last year? So this is a harder one for me. Although Mortal Kombat, once it was mentioned, had kind of like some flashbacks. So that was, but it's not the worst. I didn't hate it though, but it was, it was, and I like the, as Tyler knows, I like the 95 or whatever, 96, the original B movie one for, you know, nostalgia reasons mostly. But the movie I like, or I like, I chose is actually a good movie. It's a quality movie by an unbelievably talented filmmaker. Oh. But it had a sequence that destroyed the movie so bad. And that is Licorice Pizza. The oh, portrayal wow. by John Michael Higgins. John Michael Higgins as the the putting on the Asian accent. It killed the movie. It brought it out. It would have been funnier if he just pretends to understand her. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then it plays off that, oh, I don't speak Japanese. But he made it a racist thing. And how I don't know how those scenes exist in the same year as Shang-Chi. It blew my mind when I saw it. And, and before I saw the movie, I read some articles about it. I thought, oh, they're probably blowing out of proportion. And then I saw the movie. And it and it can at moments be an unbelievably beautiful film, a lyrical film, just like uh, like the flow of life in the valley in the 70s. Uh, Bradley Cooper, once again, he steals that movie with his sequence. Philip Seymour worked with Paul Thomas Anderson. His kid was great. There's so many things I want to love in this movie. Um, the girl from the band Haim, I forget, I'm forgetting your name, it's on there, but uh, she was uh, great. Haim. Yeah, she, oh, there you go, I didn't realize that. <laughs> she is so good and just, and a, such a bizarre role, but a very real one, you know, like these Paul Thomas Anderson type of characters. But that scene just derailed this whole movie from being what it should have been. And I just couldn't believe it exists. It's like, it didn't do anything for the movie. You could have cut it out and the movie would have been just fine. You could have had... Like some interaction with and the fact that he has, I know he's based on a real character. I don't know. It's hard to, even if he did that, it's hard to justify it. Cause the way it plays in the movie is that they're laughing at his, like, I don't know. I just did. I just, I did not like the way it played. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I'm a white male, so I don't have the right to be offended, but you know, I watched it with my wife who was less offended by it than me. Just saying that too, but just the point to say that. But at the same time, like I'm like, hey, I felt how I felt when I saw that sequence. Uh, that 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 that's that very racist Asian scene didn't need to be in the movie. It, it didn't. It did not move from the movie. The movie would have stood by itself, and then yeah. people would just be focusing on the fact that it's a story about an adult and a teenager. It's some kind of romantic thing. Can I go next? Because I I I have no. I mean, I'm just gonna say it. Um, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Sorry. 
He's the Joss moment Whedon's where he's defending himself, podcast. making himself worse and worse and worse. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we talked at length about that one. <laughs> And it's still the better version. It's still the better version of, of Justice League. I know, but said, yes. <laughs> a four hour movie. How could it not be the better version? Oh, I, mm. Yeah. Should it just be in a miniseries? Yeah. Should it just be in a miniseries? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll go. go I'll go. Um, going on the trend of superhero films. Um, the Eternals. Really? I like Yeah, I was bored the whole time. I wanted it to end. So I I mean I appreciate it, like, you know, good director, all that stuff. The actors were amazing, diversity, all that stuff. Um, they had to off the Mexican first. How rude. No. Um I just I I, I couldn't get into it. I, I really tried and Gemma Chan the whole time she was like sad face. I was like, okay, stop. You can do another face. Uh but no, I was just it didn't in I don't know. There's a lot of things that I, I want to debate about it and the storyline, whatever. But overall, I just didn't enjoy it. And I watched a lot of weird things. But yeah, Eternals was the worst film for me. I rather enjoyed Eternals because, mostly because of the themes of the movie. The plot, whatever. Characters, sure. But I really enjoyed the themes of the movie. That's what really fascinated me about the movie. Me too. I mean, re- real quick, without too much spoilers, I guess. I don't know. What was did you know what the themes of the movie was? I'll be honest, no. Religion? My... No, no, okay. religion and abortion. Religion and abortion. An MCU movie that tackles abortion. Ballsy. Ballsy, ballsy, ballsy. So I gotta give them that. Did we watch the same film? Oh, I oh can see Abortion just because they abort a giant <laughs> celestial fetus. It's oh, exactly is that it. what it was? Mm-hmm. Wow, I just completely. It, it is about religion, but it's 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 similar. Actually, I I didn't love it, but I liked it. Uh, I didn't say maybe it a lot because it's about um, sort of uh, the like the the Calvinistic like religious sort of predetermination idea, right? Where you have no choice in your fate and what you believe. Religion is like the primary theme, but it's what I liked about it is it really complements Chloe Zhao's last film, Nomadland, well. And it's about, you know, it's it's essentially about trying to take control of your life. And that's what you have in Nomadland. She lost what she knew and she's trying to get some control in her life because she control life in this van. You know, and that's what this movie is about on just this super grand scale. So I agree with Albert that I like the themes and that's what held it together. But I didn't hate it, but I didn't like love it either. But I love that a Marvel movie did take those chances that like really bold chances with thematic things. Absolutely. But, like I said, I am an advocate on whether, even if a movie is considered great, you are allowed to not like it if you're not enjoying yourself. 
So Anna's I, completely see, valid. You could be bored by it, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, I didn't get, see, I didn't get those themes. And like, I don't, there were great, there were things that, that were okay, I liked, but okay, maybe I should give it another chance. No, you don't have again. to get, you don't know. have to make excuses. Like I, I didn't said, know that was about abortion. I didn't know that theme. What was I? <laughs> like watching <laughs> the same film? I must have been I th- thinking. I think, I I think it's funny. Thinking. I think it's funny how, how Dune was your number one, like a very slow paced movie, and then Eternals, which was uh, so much slower or so much shorter. Was- Dune's half a movie. Dune's half of a four hour movie. I didn't. Like- Dune was a, uh, an experience, and I was immersed in the universe. And Eternals was like, can I check my phone and see if I've gotten any notifications because I'm so bored? So, man. Yeah. This one is personal for me because it just, it really, really let me down. Um, my, my pick is Godzilla versus Kong. Cause oh, I, no. I love, I love Godzilla movies. I love kaiju movies. To be completely honest, the last Godzilla movie, I cried tears of joy when they showed Ghidorah and he like came out of the ice. That whole movie was great. I've watched it multiple times. I can't remember. A single thing about this movie. Oh, I can't. I loved it. Vague fight scenes, vague fight in the city where they have the neon lights, but that's about it. The plot lines were everywhere. It was a little bit hard to follow. So it just it it let me down. I felt like the last movie really set it up to be something great, and it just wasn't at the level that I was expecting. So. I loved it. it. Uh, I ate up. <laughs> I loved that movie. But I also, I loved, all, honestly, I've loved all of the movies except for the, the 2000, was it 2012 Godzilla or 2013? Yeah, the, where they reintroduced the him, basically. One? The Brian that, and fake out movie. Brian, yeah, that one. Oh my God. That's the only one I don't like out of all. Of, I love, Kong Skull Island is one of my favorite monster movies of all time, if not the most, my, yeah. if not my favorite of all time. Albert, what was, what was, what do you consider as the worst movie of all time? And then what are you going to pick after after that? I want to say that I think we should just call it the most disappointing movie of, of last year, as opposed to the no. worst. The no, worst it's the worst. It's the worst. worst Don't subjective. sugarcoat it. Don't do that for them. <laughs> they deserve the this. Well, like, I literally picked the most disappointing movie as opposed to the worst. So I think... Yeah. <laughs> These people are millionaires, okay? They're millionaire billionaires, okay? They'll be fine. <laughs> as we know, as, as we should know, it's hard to make a movie. It's hard to make a movie, so every time a movie is made, there's a little bit of a miracle that it actually was made in the first place. So I don't want to say it's worse, you know, but disappointed, but sure. Uh, my my pick is what is not what I'm gonna choose at the end, but oh. I'm gonna I want to give it a shout out because it is kind of disappointing. Uh, Prisoners of the Ghostland. Not sure if any of you watched it, but but it, it had it had Nicolas Cage first off. It had Sophia. Well, there Picard. you go. I don't. I, yeah, maybe that's all I need. Yeah, it had Nicolas Averis. <laughs> You had Bill Mosley, you had Stock Sakaguchi, you had all these elements, Japanese samurai stuff mixed with Mad Max Fury Road and supernatural stuff. And there's a scene where, where you blow up Nicolas Cage's uh, scrotum. And I mean, there's all these elements that should have made this a good movie. A I, mean, I, would, movie. I would watch it just for a that guilty, statement alone. Yeah, a guilty pleasure of a movie it should have been, but it was not. Uh, to, to, to quote Anna, I was, I was bored with this movie. I was like, okay, movie, just. Just move along with it. it so like, it wasn't. It wasn't Mandy. Press, it was, so it was like it the almost, opposite. It was the opposite of Mandy. Then yeah, it almost seemed not. It's very much in the sense of like Mandy, where it's like, oh, I'm gonna show you bizarre things, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm not. It's not. It wasn't clicking to me at all. Yeah. 
You know, I was just kind of bored with what they were trying to do, but there were elements about it that should have worked, but did not. It's almost like they didn't care, or they thought this is exactly what the fans wanted, some, some schlocky kind of B-movie type of uh, dire- direction, and no, I kind of wanted more than that. So yeah, I was really disappointed with that one. I hear you. Yeah. Alrighty, if so... I was to choose out of, the, out of the four movies that you guys picked, uh, just, to, just to enrage all the uh, Sander fans, <laughs> Zach, this is like the Snyder Cut. You suck. I mean, come on. So much hype trying to get this four-hour movie. He was given money and an opportunity to make a better film than what he released originally. And by the way, none of us has seen the original Snyder Cut. Okay, yeah. people don't realize this, but a good chunk of this movie are shot after the fact. The the, the shot that was that existed before we didn't put his hands on it—that's a wrong choice of words. Before 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 we didn't was okay. involved in this thing, we never none of us saw it. We don't we never saw yep. if that was actually any good. Maybe maybe, the, maybe Warner Brothers was right. Maybe it was horrible, and he had a second chance to make an actually good epic film, and I think it kind of failed on that level. The self-importance of this movie really, really annoyed the hell out of me. You know, I, I, what I liked about the MCU movies, it can be serious, it can be fun. This one was just like trying to say, like, look how great this is. Look how important In slow this motion. Is. All the slow motion. Yeah. All <laughs> the slow motion. <laughs> part, of what, <sighs> part of why Eternals, I think, works is it kind of addresses that idea. Like, it's the answer mm-hmm. to... Like the self-important superhero, these are gods among men, and that's the way Zack Snyder treats them. They're gods among men; they're not people. Yep. And then the Eternals is we are gods among men that we're learning how to be people, and that's part yep. of what why it fundamentally works. And where, damn, they, another just huge slap in the face of Zack Snyder. Just <laughs> <laughs> I, defended that movie on, I defended that movie on our episode when we used to do the film podcast. So I, yep. I was, I, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say, I, yeah. I wouldn't say I liked it or loved it, but I was pleasantly surprised by it. You absolutely did. So that is our list at uh, for the top five of all time, or of the top five of 2021. Belfast, number four, Nobody, number three, The Mitchells versus the Machines, number two, Dune, and number one, Spider-Man No Way Home. And the worst movie of all time, slash most, most disappointment, uh, is Justice League, uh, the Snyder Cut. Um, they should have just made... Uh, Dave, they should have just released David Ayer's Suicide Squad because that's the one I think absolutely deserves to actually be out there since he even said, he goes, I just need $4 million. Like, that's literally all I need, which is like I mean, such a small fraction compared to what they gave Zack Snyder. Like, I, uh, uh, the, the Ayer cut would have been so much more, so much would have been worth it. Where can everybody find you guys? We'll start with the guest first. Elora, where can they find more about you? You can find us on social media at pop prism power and i know that we're also streaming on spotify podbean any place that you get your podcasts and it's the same handle pop prism power all one Perfect. word <laughs> all one word albert uh, you can find oh look also look for the uh the stuff and junk show it's a podcast you can find on spotify podcast apple podcast and all or on the website whatworstway.com where you can also find my movie reviews and the comic strip perfect and josiah 
You can find me on YouTube and Instagram at Josiah is right, W-R-I-T-E as in writer. And I recently did a video about Spider-Man No Way Home, about Dune, a little one that was, you know, out. And then I'm going to be talking, addressing the issues that I had issue with in Licorice Pizza, Pizza in a video next week or the week after, depending on how long it takes me to edit the conversation. As Tyler knows, that, that can be the hard part sometimes. I will say this, Josiah's videos are absolutely unbelievable. So, so, so careful and amazing. Albert, your reviews are fantastic, even though I don't agree with you most of the time. But uh, <laughs> and your, your your podcasts are fantastic. Elora, you're awesome. So happy to meet you. And Pop Prison Power is amazing. And a last thing from you. Oh, uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Anna Voltage or Instagram under the same handle. Or you can find Pop Prison Power on uh, social media and anywhere you catch a podcast all righty and uh this comes out before the academy awards let's see how uh how we square up with it but i mean at this point you know what Iron like, man no way home is definitely cares. winning best picture yeah 100 absolutely is oh my god <laughs> okay. are so right okay. guaranteed. guaranteed for sure no doubt we're, yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah uh, licorice pizza these... will win best picture there's actually that's oh, actually a possibility you know, you know yeah, no, better no. not be in the freaking shortlist better not be in the you know list. it will be he always it will be for the producers guild they give you 10 choices and it's on the top 10 final for the producers guild and spider-man mm-hmm. is not so yeah and, and the, the sad thing is licorice pizza by itself without that that one scene it's a perfectly good movie it's just that one scene really, really totally ruins it. Totally backwards, and it just yeah. It's, Bradley Cooper was up. fantastic in that movie as John Peters, man, as John Peters. He was amazing. If, if he would win, I'd be cool with it. That's the the that for give him an Oscar for that uh, small role. So good, he was so good. I hope Andrew Garfield gets best actor. I swear to God, I'd be so mad if he doesn't. But anyways, um, check us out. Please subscribe to this channel. Uh, it really, really helps us out. A like, a comment, anything at all. We have so many plans uh, for the remainder of season two with season three starting up in, in September. Uh, I mean, we have so much stuff coming and I'm really excited. And thank you for being here. Go and watch these movies and I'm definitely going to watch some of the ones that we were said today. Have a wonderful week. Wear a mask and GGG. Grand Geek Gathering